to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to read you a dream from Dimitri Dudeman and then another one from Dana Coverstone, which I believe are kind of saying the same thing. And it's basically saying, brothers and sisters, there is about to be a battle, a spiritual battle, a spiritual war, and it is time for us to pick up our sword, which is the sword of the Lord as in the Bible, and it's time for us to put on the full armor of God and to go into battle, and the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not drawing dirty words on buildings or burning or using signs. Instead, they're getting on our knees and praying and fasting. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are having another solemn October assembly on Halloween, the Devil's Day, the most evil day of the calendar year. And we are going to fast for 12 hours and we are going to pray a victory for America. And we need you. The Lord needs you. America needs you. We all must fight this battle. Now, I got an email from Dana, and he said that he got a strike against him from the overlords. You know, I can't say the word. From those people that filter, because he used the wrong word. So I'm going to have to change the obvious word that has something to do with a shade of color. And I think you'll understand the words that I have to change. If I didn't change them, then they would say that it is racist. Okay, so this has nothing to do with the race. You and I know that. But if they want to criticize, if they want to take off the air, then they can find the smallest of reasons. Okay, let's start with what Dimitri Dudeman was told. May 7th, 1993. This was the year, as a matter of fact, about 30 days of when Prophecy Club started. He said, one night while in Oregon, I dreamed the sky was getting dark. Then suddenly it turns to pitch evil. Okay, In other words, the color, the color that I can't say. It was as if the whole world had gone dark at that moment. All the people were in a frenzy. They became disoriented. Some were even screaming. After some time, we heard the sound of an army approaching. Soon we saw them coming on the evil midst. Yes, it's a color there. All were dressed in evil except one. That one seemed to be their leader. He was dressed in a red robe with a thick evil belt over his waist. On his head he had a sign. As I looked, I saw that in his hand he held the same kind of sharp spear as everyone else in his army. I am Lucifer, he exclaimed. I am the king of this world. I have come to make war against the Christians. Now, let me pause a second. Since 1993... It's 28 years ago. <laughs> and when he says the army was coming from a long way off, now, now, I believe that army has arrived. I mean, has arrived. I, I'm not saying coming. It has arrived. It looked as though all the Christians were huddled together in one big group. Some began to cry when they heard this. Others began to tremble. While some just stood without saying anything, Lucifer continued to speak. All of those who want to fight against my army and think they can be victorious, go to the right. Those who fear me, go to the left. Only about a quarter of the group stepped to the right. All the others went to the left. Then Lucifer ordered his army, destroy those on the right. The army began to advance and quickly surrounded the Christians on the right. As they began to close in on us, a powerful light appeared and encircled us. Then... An angel spoke and said, Take out your swords and fight. Defend yourself. Be victorious over the enemy. 
What swords? A man in the group asked. The word of the Lord is your sword. The angel answered, Once we understood what the angel meant, we began to quote verses from the Bible. Then, suddenly, as if we were one voice, we began to sing a song. Our voices thundered so loudly that the dark army began to retreat in fear. Let me read that again. Our voices thundered so loudly that the dark army began to retreat in fear. They did not have the courage to come against us anymore. Lucifer then, filled with rage, turned to those on the left and said, You, all of your life, you have been trying to please two masters. Because you could not stand against me, now I have the power to destroy you. He then ordered his army to attack. It was a total massacre. The ones on the left could not defend themselves. One by one, they began to fall. This killing seemed to go on for a long time. After a long time, we could actually smell the stench of dead. Why could they not be protected also, someone asked. The angel answered and said, Because all their life they have been lukewarm. Because of their hypocrisy, the true church has been blasphemed. They have brought disrespect to the word of God. They were not clean. As we continued to look, we saw the sun coming over the horizon. The evil clouds began to break up. Then they disappeared. Finally, only one was left, on which Lucifer and his army stood. Lucifer looked at me, shaking his fist at me, and said, I will destroy you, even if I have to throw my spear at you from here. Then the cloud disappeared too. As I looked around, I began to see the faces that I recognized in our group. I saw a pastor from Bellflower, another from Indiana, another Michigan, as well as many of my American friends. This strengthened me greatly. Then I awoke. The first thought that came to my mind as I awoke was, this was the last battle, the last fight between the devil and the church. If we remain faithful, we will be victorious. Now, let's go to what Coverstone just got. September 26th. Now, by the way, this is edited. It's edited for radio, but I believe it is accurate what he's saying. But it just kind of flows a little bit better. I saw a huge flat field stretching for about a mile. On either side, it elevated up to a small hill on each side. Down the middle was a glimmering silver line, about five feet wide, dividing the entire field. It was hot, about noon, no clouds. I saw a very large demonic army on the left with red horses, with weapons all heavenly armored, preparing for war. The horses were grunting, prancing, and pawing the ground, ready to battle. The demons were stroking their necks to calm them down, all was ready for war. They were very confident of victory as they prepared to fight. The other side was a much smaller army, both in stature and in number. They were mesmerized by the army on the left, almost like they were unbelieving and unsure of victory, unsure of victory. They were not necessarily afraid, but they were awed by the evil army. They could not move. They just stared and like a dead stare. Some had armor, but it was shoddy and broken. Some had swords and shields split and broken. They were a ragtag group of disorganized, unprepared, untrained people not accustomed to war. Hmm, sounds like Christians today, doesn't it? 
Suddenly, coming down the hill behind the smaller army were ten good horses with good riders, all large swords, very, very good armor. They were wearing flowing capes, and even the horses wore armor. They rode in behind the smaller army and went around the small army and began to yell strategies, saying, here's what we're going to do. Now, I think this is the Coverstone Dreams. Here's what we're going to do. Some of you go to the left. We need to flank them on the left. We need you to be ready and prepared and watching. One group was told to stand on the other side, making sure nobody got past them. The leader of the good horses declared, time to engage. Every single one of them was needed for the fight. Now, let me just pause. This, my brothers and sisters, this is talking to us. And I believe it is specifically talking about this solemn October assembly on Halloween. This is a call. Look, I believe the solemn September assembly was primarily talking to us. I mean, how many people really did it? How many people would do this? You know, only the ones that have armor. Only the ones that have the word of the Lord. Only the people that understand what's going on. They're the only ones that will join the fight. The rest of them just think it's fun and games. <laughs> They're not looking for the battle. They're looking for the uptaking, <laughs> the rapture. Every single one of them was needed for the fight. This leader wasn't just begging. He was commanding them, saying, this is the way. Here is what to do. See, again, that's the Coverstone dreams. You must fight to live. What? Did you hear that? You must fight to live. We must fight this battle. And I'm going to say, I think there's one more battle. That might not even be the last one either. But I tell you what, brothers and sisters, we got to fight. We got to fight like we have never fought. Look, how many people will do this? It's up to you and I. You must fight to live. I'll say it again. You must fight to live. Meaning, we don't do this. We're going to lose our country. We're going to go into captivity. It's going to get real bad. You must fight to live. We must fight this battle. You must go with us. Get ready. We're going to lead the way. Follow behind us. The good horsemen went up and down, giving this strategy, saying, every single one of you represented must fight. Everyone must fight. The horses reached the silver line, turning back to those weak and unprepared behind them, saying, let's go. The leader yelled, charged, and they went flying across the line, but only the good horsemen and their good riders crossed the line. The armies began to clash swords and fight. The fighting was very, very close, hand-to-hand -hand combat. They kept fighting. I saw and I heard the clanging of armor and swords. I saw some swords dropped, but not from the good man's hands. There was a very lot of action, a lot of excitement. There was concern on the leader's eyes because they kept looking back to see where the ragtag army was. They kept looking back and commanding the ragtag army to come, to fight, to help them, saying, come on, come on, come on, join us, come on, come on. We can push them back. We need you to come on, come on. But none of the ragtag army would fight. Nobody else came near that line. No one even got close. They kept their distance. They kept watching in fear. The ragtag army was in fear, mesmerized. Nobody crossed the line. Some of those in the unprepared army began walking away. Some began running away from the battle, all the time watching the battle. They went up to the top of the hill, sat down, 
and just watched the battle, refusing to join in. The ten good riders on the good horses were fighting and winning the battle. They were clashing, fighting, tired, worn down, but they kept fighting. They refused to give up. They would not disengage from the battle. They would not go back across the line. The people sitting on the hill just continued to watch. Sit and watch the battle. They paid no attention to what was going on around them or their surroundings. Suddenly, behind the ragtag army, those who had refused to fight, those who sat watching the battle, appeared to be a group of about 20 of the evil army. They had snuck up behind the ragtag army on foot. The evil army had new swords, battle axes, large clubs, and closed in in total surprise. They attacked and literally beheaded five of them before they even knew what was happening. They started running toward the good army. Now the battle was in their front and to their back. The ragtag army yelled to warn the rest of the ragtag army, but none of them had any armor or swords. They had no way to defend themselves. The field was flat and open, providing nowhere to hide. They still refused to cross the line and join the battle. All the ragtag army was easily killed. I'll tell you who they are. These are you lukewarm Christians, just like in the first one from Dimitri. These are the people, why they're going to go into pre-trib rapture. They don't have to worry about, they don't have to worry about any of this prophecy stuff. They don't have to read their Bible. They don't have to memorize. They don't have to go to church. They don't have to pray. They don't have to have a prayer closet. Everything's okay. And it is okay right now, but it's not going to stay that way long. They refused to fight. Because they had no weapons, they simply bowed down and died right there on the field. Some tried to run, but soon the evil army flanked them on each side. They found themselves surrounded. The battle continued on the other side of the line. The evil army flanked them, killed all in the retreating army. The army that refused to fight, that had not crossed the line, now were all killed. The ten good riders were still, by the way, I think those are the angels. The ten good riders were still fighting. They were successful. They won the battle. Yes, there was blood. Yes, there was damage. But these guys kept fighting like they were determined. They were not going to back away. They were not going to stop. And the enemy was pushed back. Brothers and sisters, (laughs) that's us. That's us. This has our name all over it. This is speaking to us. This wasn't given to Coverstone. This is given to us through Coverstone. This is the Lord Jesus speaking to us. How long? How long? How long have we prepared? How much information have we got? How many times did the window shade fall because people around us would not listen? We have lost husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, friends. They wouldn't hear. Those are the people that will be easily destroyed. After the battle was over the hill, where the ragtag army sat watching the battle was littered, literally littered with dead corpses. The corpses of beheaded people who had no armor or swords, who refused to fight. They had all been run through, viciously killed. All, well, all because, well, because they would not engage. And they did not have the equipment, the arm, and the swords. In other words, 
They didn't know the Bible. They didn't know the Lord. They weren't willing to fight the evil. They just wanted to have a good time and enjoy the world. Now, what do we do? I can tell you. Yes, I know. I, I'm tired, too. To tell you the truth, I, <laughs> me and my team, you know, there's 48 hours of fasting and prayer. That meeting, I mean, it took it out of us. I mean, well, we're just now starting to get back to normal. I'm, I'm still falling asleep trying to watch Fox News in the evening. I'm, I'm still not recovered. But brothers and sisters, we, we have to gird up. We have to gird our loins. We have to put on our full arm of God. We have to reach down in some place in our pockets. We have to find the funds to get there. Some place in our time schedule, we have to move things, squeeze things, stretch things until we can make it to this solemn October assembly on Halloween in McAllen, Texas. But that's a long way off. That's way down on the Mexico border. So we don't get to pick where the battle is. God told Leslie we need to do it again just before the election, and we're doing it. He confirmed it with me several times with the anointing, with Dana Coverstone, with all the other ministers. We have to do this. This is the battle. Do you think the lukewarm Christians are going to do this? No, they're going to be out. They're still complaining about because they can't go to football and baseball games. They're complaining <laughs> Because they've lost their world. Well, you don't understand. Or they don't understand. We don't do this. It's going to be a lot more than not being able to go to football and baseball games. We're going to lose our nation. Some place, some place we have to reach down in our heart, brothers and sisters. We have to find the place in our heart to get there. You can't count on someone else this time. We can't count on just live stream. We can't count on, well, I'll do the same fast, same prayer, same day. Okay, great. That's, that's great. That's very good. But not this time. This time, I'm asking you. I'm begging you. I'm calling you. I'm calling everybody that believes in Demetrius' message. I'm calling everybody that believes we're the mystery Babylon. Everybody that believes Dana Coverstone heard from God. I'm calling every prophecy student out there that is hearing. I'm calling you. The Spirit of God is calling you. I'm calling you to show up. I'm calling you to bring in your knee pillows. No, you don't need pads. We don't have room for the pads. I'd say we found out most people don't use the prayer pads. Bring your knee pillows. Bring your shofar. And bring your little water device to hold you some water. Yes, the coffee bar is going to be open. Bring your Bible. Your paper Bible. You still want to do a cell phone Bible. That's okay, too. You probably want to bring a pen and a notepad because here's what happened to the other people. These prayers start. The Spirit of God comes in, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God is speaking to your heart. I want to say this. I want to say you need to have something to write on. And what we see is people begin to make notes. They begin to write out prayers. They'd get up there, and they would pray that prayer with fire. They'd start off, and they had a little shy prayer, you know, thank you for this food type prayer. <laughs> but, I mean, after a few hours of praying, after they saw what the others were doing, after the Spirit of God came into the room, they got up there, and I mean, with fire in their eyes, with fire in their words, and fire in their heart. Through the Holy Ghost, they spit out those prayers, man. I mean, they ripped through the ceiling. They went all the way to the throne. I know that I know that I know that our prayers were heard. But, but, and here's the big question, were they enough? Were they fervent enough? Did they get done everything we get done that needs to get done in order to save America? Well, here's the answer. 
Okay, so he gets this on the 26th. So he gets this a few days after the solemn September assembly. And he's saying the battle's not over. So it's already, if you're wondering, did we pray enough? No. Did we get the job done? No. It's not over. The battle, that's the whole point of the Coverstone dream here. We are the ragtag army. <laughs> We're the stronger parts of it. But if it is to be, it is up to me. If we're going to do this, we're going to save our nation, brothers and sisters. You have to find a way. Look, I know. I know. I understand. The boss is not going to like you being gone. I understand it's difficult to your finances. I understand. But, you know, if all of the boats stop moving across the, the pond, if the Baltic Dry Index is dead, if the victory is given to the evil, the I believe that's saying the Russians are going to attack. We may have Russians attacking even before October. At least that's October 2021. In other words, what I'm saying is, I know, I know. I don't want to do it either. I mean, the flesh part of me, but see, that's what he said. We, we have to battle. We have to. We have to. Nobody else will do this. You can look, you know, we call lots of pastors in the DFW area trying to get them to send their people. None. No. No, they're, they're the ragtag group. They don't have armor. They don't have swords. They, don't, they aren't looking for the battle. They're looking for the rapture. So consequently, they're not prepared. They're going to be the ones. And by the way, this beheading thing, hey, you know what that's talking about. It's saying if we don't win this victory, this, this, this victory if we don't win this battle, shortly after that, the beheadings will start. I don't like it, but that's the interpretation. That's what it's saying. We can't dodge it. We can't get out of it. So I'm calling you. I'm calling everybody that believes in Bible prophecy, everybody that believes we're in the last days, that believes America is mystery of Babylon, believes in Demetri Dude, believes what Dana Coverstone, God's from God. If you believe that, you're rare. I have been telling you for years now, I've been called to raise up and to build an army of end-time prophecy teachers working miracles. Well, right now, that prophecy teaching, not here yet. Miracles, not here yet. Right now is the battle. Right now is the battle. I'm calling you to a battle. I'm calling you to make sacrifices and not just a few. I'm calling you to make sacrifices, not just small. I'm calling you to this meeting. Here's what you do. You go to watchmanstrumpet.com. It's all there. You read every word on it. Every word. You get yourself prepared. I wish you could have been there. If you if you miss this, you miss the, the meeting of the century. I wish you could have seen the people walk in. But they didn't walk in like they're walking into a Bible study. They didn't walk in like they're walking into church on Sunday morning. They didn't walk in with a big smile looking for the coffee or maybe the donuts. Bub, they walked in carrying their mats, their water devices, their Bibles, and they had their jaw, jaw set. I mean, they walked in. They were, shofar in hand, they were coming to war. And I'll tell you what, when we lifted up those shofars and we blew that shofar one whole complete breath, yeah, some of it sounded like a pig caught under a gate. But it doesn't matter. It's what happens in the spirit. We're declaring war on the devil, and we're declaring war on the devil on his day. Halloween, 12 hours. That's not too long. Twelve hours fasting and prayer. Eight in the morning, eight in the evening. Yes, it's down in McAllen, Texas. Yes, I know that's a long way. 
it costs us a lot of money. You know, we got a what a staff of twenty five people. We got it. I mean, putting on these meetings is no small thing. We got to pay a staff to go down there. We got airfare, hotels. We got to rent a van, move all the inventory down there. People got to go down there two days early and stay a day late. Yeah, there's a lot of expenses. I don't know what it costs. I'm, you know, the last one was twenty five thousand dollars, and I'm afraid to get it all calculated up exactly. But here's the thing. Which, by the way, if God has blessed you and you can help us with the expense on this, now would be a really good time. But you know what? I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know God has called us to do this. We have to do this war. We have to do this battle, my brothers and sisters. We have to do it. Lord, provide the ways, the means. Get the days off. Get the funds in and speak to their heart. And by the way, don't pray, oh, well, if it's easy, if everything goes well, then that's a sign I'm supposed to go. Look, no, you better expect the opposite. The more resist. Look, every time we start doing one of these crusades, everything goes wrong. I mean, my praise and worship leader, my daughter. Okay, so instead of having a baby at 40 weeks, she has a baby at 26 weeks. So here we are trying to get ready for the last one, and the lady that runs it, the whole thing, puts it all together, has to lay four weeks on her back or she will lose the baby. She laid four weeks on her back. It was not easy. If the tire's going to go flat, it goes flat on Sunday morning. If the toilet's going to back up, it goes it backs up on Sunday morning. And if you think that's bad going to church, you can imagine you're going to be in a matter of fact, here's how you know. If it's difficult financially, if it's difficult to arrange the, the time off, if you got a lot of resistance, that ought to be a confirmation. Yep, I'm going. I'm not letting anything hold me back. I'm going to go in there. Same thing. Brothers and sisters, we're going to walk in this meeting, and we're going to have fire in our heart, fire in our mouth, and we're going to once again, with those shofars, we're going to raise that roof. We're going to send our prayers all the way to the throne room, and we're going to get the victory. This is the way we battle. This prayer is speaking to Prophecy Club people. This is our prayer. This is our moment. This is our moment. This is what we've been praying and preparing and fasting for. God is calling us. God is calling us. And I don't care. I don't care what it is. Nothing's going to stop me from going. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop you either. You know. You know how many people will do this battle. You know very few people will show up to this. Most of them think church is a, a fun place to get encouraged and blessed. <laughs> no, how many churches got people prepared to put on their armor and their swords? How many people are prepared for the battle? It's you and I, my brothers and sisters. If it is to be, it's up to me. We got to do this. We got to do this. It's not easy. It's not fun. But don't you know, if we will band together, and we will, we're going to get the victory. We're going to get the victory. It's the ones that fought the battle that had the protection. The ones that ran both in both cases, the ones that ran from it, they're the ones that got killed. Because we fight, we have the protection. Because we fight, we have the blessing. God is going to bless us so powerfully, my brothers and sisters. We are going to get blessings from this like we've never, ever, ever got. And we're going to do this. We're going to save our nation. Watchmanstrumpet.com.
Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Watchmanstrumpet.com. Go there. Get signed up today. Watchmanstrumpet.com. I'm calling you. I need you. The Lord needs you. America needs you. No one else is going to do this except to you and I. You and I are the only ones prepared to do this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to get victory. We're going to be victorious. We're going to be victorious, my brothers and sisters. We're going to do this. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I also just learned that Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right. Freeze-dried. The coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com. Promo code STAN. S-T-A-N. HeavensHarvest.com. STAN. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. Download our free app from the App Store. Click like, share, and subscribe.